Father, thank you for another year of physical life in your service. I pray that I will be faithful with this year and with all the years that you will grant your servant by your grace. I pray that as a church, we would seek to collectively, faithfully live out the calling that you have called us to. Thank you for giving us the power to be born again through Jesus Christ our Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, as many of you know, I do not believe that coincidences are found within the grand scheme of eternity, such as even the timing of today's scheduled reading. We read Psalm 87, verse 6, The Lord shall count when he writeth up the people that this man was born there. Selah. I cannot make this stuff up. God is on time all the time. And speaking of being born, today is the day that I entered this world. And as the Lord has blessed me with another year in his service, I wanted to make sure that my memory is still on point as I get older. So I texted my mom and I said, was I brought home from the hospital after I was born on Halloween? because I thought that's what she told me and I and I may have even brought it up in the past but I just wanted to be sure so I texted her and she replies you weren't born on Halloween silly and happy birthday today she says you were brought home on Halloween day after five or so weeks in the NICU which is an intensive care unit for infants she says that I was her Halloween treat well I'm glad that was the case, Mom, uh, that I was uh, your treat to be born. And and I do believe children are a blessing uh, from the Lord. Now, my mom didn't make the connection that I am preaching to you today. But yes, I was born on Halloween, as they call it. Yet, this was not my physical birth. This birth occurred 18 years later on October 31st, 1993. And this obviously was not a physical rebirth as Nicodemus seemingly sarcastically inquired of Jesus in John chapter 3 and verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? So here we see clearly that Jesus was speaking of a spiritual birth, which brings us to the title of today's episode. Number 268, I was born to be born again. I'll say that again. I was born to be born again. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then verse 7, marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Verse 5, Jesus makes the distinction between that which is physically born and that which is spiritually. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now we know born of water clearly refers to the physical birth, as in the water of the womb. And then, of course, we have the spiritual birth, which is to be born again. 
Now, I was on the brink of death, as I've stated. I was in an intensive care unit, and I wasn't brought home until October 31st, which, like my mother said, was weeks after my physical birth. Now, I was was being cared for by caring hands, and I was being monitored in this intensive care unit just as I would find myself in a spiritual intensive care unit that I was cared for by angels. I was on the brink of death spiritually for 18 years as I was cared for by an angelic intensive care unit. We see this in Hebrews 1.14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Now, I look at the 18 years that preceded the day of my salvation on October 31st, 1993. I think about my upbringing. I think about my education. I think about all of it. And I see that the Lord was preparing me for the day that I would surrender to him by faith on that day. There's a Dale Partridge on Twitter who tweeted, This morning, would the Jews have sent their kids to be educated by the Philistines? He says, of course not. Then he goes on, then why are Christians sending their kids to be educated by pagans? Education is discipleship, he says. Therefore, Christian parents must give their children a Christian education. Well, I will ask you this, Dale. Why did God sent Daniel to be educated by the Babylonians. Why did he send Moses to be educated by the Egyptians? Seek the will of God, my friends. Seek the will of God, period. Because his ways are not our ways. And I agree. Our kids must be given a Christian education by their parents. By their parents. I do not believe this is the responsibility of the government education system, nor the homeschool education system in itself, nor any other education system outside of the will of God. Who taught Daniel concerning these things? Seek the will of God, my friends. Seek the will of God. Daniel was educated through a government education system. We see this in Daniel 1.4, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, in whom they might teach the learning and tongue of the Chaldeans. Now, it was this government education that Daniel was subjected to that would test his faith that would prove his faith, that would strengthen his faith for a greater purpose for a later time. Verse 8, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. It was the same Christians that would question Daniel's government education that would be the same Christians that would even question my calling Uh, to the military after I was born again. So the question is never about where God calls us to go. It is never about where he will mold and shape us for a greater purpose in life, later in life. The question is, 
Will we allow those places to defile us or not? Or will we take a stand like Daniel? Now we read further today where a man named Gideon, who refused to be defiled by his circumstances, a man of God who faced death in in the face during battle, where it seemed that the odds were all against him, where there was no possibility of survival. And when he conquered by faith, it is here that he found his greater purpose, such as Moses did and such as Daniel did. As they stood before kings, Daniel 2.16, then Daniel went in and desired the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Daniel knew the source of his strength. Verse 20, Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his. So it wasn't the government education system that defiled Daniel's faith. It was the government education system that tested and proved his faith. He stood, having done all to stand. Why? Because Daniel knew that God was the governor of the nations. Daniel knew that God is in control, verse 21, and he changeth the times and seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings, and he giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Then go down to verse 37. Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven hath given thee kingdom, given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar was so impressed by Daniel's calling, by Daniel's purpose, by Daniel's faith. He was impressed by all of it. The very character of Daniel that stood by faith despite the government education he received, despite the unjust imprisonment. Despite the fact that Daniel refused to bow before the very same king that would earn his respect later down the road. Daniel chapter 2, 46 through 48. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshiped Daniel and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldst reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. So not only did Nebuchadnezzar come to the knowledge of this truth, Through the faithfulness of Daniel, we see where others, such as Gideon, exercise the same faith and reached a point in their lives that they would never have dreamed of reaching. And they could have given up so long ago and never reached these points where God was ultimately glorified and honored in such a great way. And this is where we find our purpose, my friends. All that we say, all that we do would ultimately bring honor, praise, and glory to our God and King, not men. But what do men do? Men seek for other men to rule over them instead of this God who's in control of men. And Judges 8, 23, and Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. 
the Lord shall rule over you. There is no one else that can save you. Therefore, there is no one else that I seek to rule over me. Ultimately, God is my king, and Gideon knew who his king was too. Daniel and Gideon knew not only the king, they knew that this king was bringing a kingdom that could never be destroyed. And this kingdom is near, and this kingdom is coming. Daniel 2.44, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. It's the same king that so many fail to rightly worship, rightfully worship, knowing that he alone delivers us from our enemies. He alone gives us the strength and the power to be born again through Jesus Christ. Judges 8.34, And the children of Israel remember not the Lord their God, who had delivered them out of the hand of all their enemies on every side. Did you hear that? Delivered from every side. When you are born again, you are delivered on every side. It doesn't matter what this world can throw at us. You will be delivered just as Daniel was delivered, just as Moses was delivered, just as Gideon was delivered. Do not forget this. We must not forget. I cannot forget. David did not forget in our reading today in in 2 Samuel 22. For 51 verses, a king who was born again worshipped his God and king. And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock in my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation and my high tower and my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, the sneers of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. And he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. And he was seen upon the wings of the wind. And he made darkness pavilions round about him, dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice, and he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared. The foundations of the world were discovered at the rebuking of the Lord. At the blast of the breath of his nostrils he sent from above, he took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my my strong enemy and from them that hated me. For they were too strong for me. 
They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. Hath he recompensed me? For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also upright before him and have kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore the Lord hath recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his eyesight. With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful, and with the upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure, and with the froward thou wilt show thyself unsavory. And the afflicted people thou wilt save, but thine eyes are upon the haughty, that thou mayest bring them down. For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by thee have I run through a troop, by my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. For who is God save the Lord? And who is a rock save our God? God is my strength and power. And he maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon my high places. He teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy greatness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them, and turned not again until I have consumed them. I have consumed them and wounded them, that they could not arise. Yea, they are fallen under my feet, for thou hast girded me with strength to battle. Them that rose up against me hast thou subdued under me. Thou hast also given me the necks of my enemies, that I might destroy them that hate me. They looked, but there was none to save, even unto the Lord, but he answered them not. Then did I beat them as small as the dust of the earth. I did stamp them as the mire of the street, and did spread them abroad. Thou also hast delivered me from the strivings of my people. Thou hast kept me... To be the head of the heathen, a people which I knew not shall serve me. Strangers shall submit themselves unto me. As soon as they hear, they shall be obedient unto me. Strangers shall fade away, and they shall be afraid of their close places. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of the rock of my salvation. It is God that avengeth me. And that bringeth down the people under me, and that bringeth me forth from my enemies. Thou also hast lifted me up on a high above them that rose up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord. Among the heathen I will sing praises unto thy name. He is the tower of salvation for his king, and showeth mercy to his anointed unto David and to his seed forevermore. I do not think that David forgot that he was born again. Can we forget that we were physically born? Did David forget the God of his salvation? Neither can we forget that we are born again. Just as we cannot forget the wind as it blows against our face. John 3, 8, the wind bloweth where it listeth. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it go. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. 
Why do people forget the truth that I preach to you today? The truth that has yet to take root in their lives. Because they seek the wrong king. Judges 8.33, and it came to pass as soon as Gideon was dead that the children of Israel turned again and went whoring after Balaam and made Baal beareth their God. They look for men to be their kings and they look for gods to rule them instead of the God, the true God, the living God. But for those of us who know the king of kings, there is no man other than the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, that we depend upon for worship. There is none other but the one true God known as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that rules us. My wife and I, we stopped for a snow cone yesterday at a place that we heard was great, but we just never stopped there before. And before we left... As we were paying for our snow cones, my wife had invited the server, maybe the owner, to listen to uh, this podcast. Now, there were others in the lobby as I then joined the conversation to explain uh, to the worker that this podcast was a Christian podcast. And he said that he might tune in. So if you tuned in, sir, welcome uh, to the podcast. Now, we went outside and we sat at a picnic table. Uh, to eat our snow cones. And the man that was in the lobby area came out and he asked what church I attended. And so we began to talk about church and uh, current events as we sat outside at this table. And then uh, another lady came out who was in the lobby area with her two granddaughters. And she asked to sit at the same table with us. And while we were all talking. My wife noticed that the lady's purse had a Bible verse stitched on it. I believe the Bible verse was Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me, which is rather fitting for today's message as well. Well, needless to say, we had church outside of that snow cone place yesterday based on the fact that each of us knows that we are born again in Christ. So my question is, do you know, friend? Do you know if you've been born again? You will know, just as you know that you've been born the first time. And if you have yet to be born again, I'm here to tell you, to preach to you, to the Word of God, and to let you know that you were born to be born again in Jesus Christ. We read in John 1, 12-13, But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born. Not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. But as many as received him, received who? Who is the him? This is the word of God that we read about in verse 1 of this same chapter in the beginning. Was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Who is the word? Jesus Christ. In verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. It's here that we see in this chapter that God clearly gives us the power to believe in his name through a gift called faith. Romans 10:17. so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And in Ephesians 2, 8, we read, for by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves that is the gift of God. 
It's through God's power, not our power, not the power of kings, but the power of God. Receive this gift of faith today, and you too will be born again. Psalm 87. His foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God, Selah. I will make mention of Rahab and, and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistia and Tyre and Ethiopia, this man was born there. And of Zion it shall be said, this and that man was born in her, and the highest himself shall establish her. The Lord shall count when he writeth up the people, that this man was born there, Selah, as well the singers as the players on instruments shall be there. All my springs are in thee. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.